Imagine being able to ask any question about church issues and practices at any time. Imagine getting a response in 24 hours or less. Imagine a team led by Tom Rayner answering your questions. It's like having your own church consultant on staff, and it's only $14.97 per month. That's only 49 cents per day, and there's no long-term commitment. You can try it today at churchanswers.com slash subscribe. You'll also get a free virtual staff meeting led by Tom Rayner every single month. Again, join us at churchanswers.com slash subscribe. Got church questions? Get church answers. Hi, and welcome to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for His glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Fries. We're glad you're here. Hey, and welcome to another episode of EST. My name is Josh, and this is the podcast for established church pastors by established church pastors. We are here for you. We're talking about the things that you are dealing with. And on this episode, we're sort of in the middle of um, September as you are listening to it. And a big thing for us around here is getting ready for the Fall Fest. And so we thought we would hash that out just a little bit. Sam is on the show this morning. Sam, how are you today? You know what I found? In what? A, in a random closet. What's that? This morning. What did you find? It, it, it's it's not that crazy, but I found a six-year-old bulletin. Why were you in the closet, though? Uh, honestly, a, a, a church member gave me something that <laughs> I can't put in my office. <laughs> so it went so in the closet? I, I put it in another closet. I won't mm. get into details there. Yeah. Um, and in doing so... I found this six-year-old bulletin. <laughs> we had a full-size, uh, well, it wasn't full-size, but a pretty large portrait of the founding pastor that seemed to float around several offices here. Um, that and a mechanical cat that would sit there quietly and silently until you walked past it, and then it would meow. <laughs> but the funny thing about it was it was so old and broken, it would just kind of click, 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 <laughs> you know, just, it was terrifying so every staff person who's joined our staff or has a desk we would stick it in a drawer or you know closet and just wait you know because eventually it's going to happen we've got a picture of jesus knocking at the door like he's literally at it looks like a thomas kincaid picture of jesus a nice american suburban door no it's um it looks more like something out of lord of the rings Oh, um, the Hobbit store. Like, it looks like, a ho- like he's knocking on a Hobbit's door. <laughs> and I've got flo- something I need you guys to dispose of. So. And it, it, it floats around from... Uh, what? You can't throw away a picture of Jesus because it's like I'm throwing away Jesus. Yeah. It's so hard. I've had similar situations, I'm sure a lot of people have in church work, where there's a Bible that gets pretty bad shape, you know? Um, it's ripped or the covers, and you just like what do we do with this? Like, you can't throw it away. You can't throw away the Bible. All right, so qu- question for you. I spilled coffee uh-huh. in my Bible, in Nehemiah, because I'm preaching, at the, the time of this recording, I'm preaching through Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a pretty bad spill. Mm. Do you keep the Bible and just let the pages be wrinkly? What do you do? do you I mean, can you still one? read it? Yeah, you still read it. Do you like it? It's all right. It's not my favorite, but... Yeah. But it, you know, it's it's a it's a hundred dollar Bible that's completely ruined now. 
But it's mine. It's my own personal Bible. Right, of course. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm so OCD. Also, you may or may not know I have dozens of Bibles, um, and they're all CSBs. I mean, so it's like I, I go to seed on something, and I use... I don't use all of them, I'll say, but I've got one that goes in my backpack, one that stays at home, one that I preach from. The one I study from all week is not the one I preach from, um, which some people feel like that's a little weird. Um, but, yeah. I, I think so, I've, I, I actually have a black CSB and a brown CSB so that they match my shoes. and my Match mouth. your shoes. I, I, I agree with you. Um, Micah thinks we're a little over the top for that. I don't, but, I don't care. I don't, he's not even on. What's, what's, what is he doing this morning? He said he's getting x-rays on his back or something. That's he heard excuse. his back being old. Um, <laughs> he so. is the oldest of the three. <laughs> he you know like what? The older, he is like the older brother. That makes he, me the middle child, which is really strange because I'm the oldest in my family. And I'm the youngest, which I'm the oldest in my family as well. So um, You're definitely I can go the with baby. that. You're definitely the baby of the broadcast. I mean, I can go with that. I also have that sort of attitude um, because I feel kind of safe because of you two, so I can do whatever I want to. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of the younger sibling syndrome. So anyway, yeah, I found this bulletin, five-year-old bulletin in the closet. Did it talk it was, about it, Fall Fest? Six-year-old. Six year old. No, it, no, it didn't. It was from Mother's Day, actually. Mm. Um, but Fall Sweet Fest mom. is the topic that we're going to discuss this week. Do y'all call it Fall Fest? Or do y'all call it the anti-Halloween night? Okay, so here's <laughs> I, I have pastored a few churches, right? And my problem with I call it Fall Fest. I think that's what we call it here. Yeah. Every single church I've pastored has called it something different, and I can never remember. What's your favorite? What's your favorite name? I mean, Fall Fest just makes sense. It's easy to go yeah, with. Yeah, I, uh, I think I think Fall Fest is probably the best. Yeah. One, one of them was called the Extravaganza, if I remember right. <sighs> And it really was. It was kind of over the top. I like the egg extravaganza when they do that around Easter time. Yeah, we didn't do you that. Egg extravaganza. I love it. Um, we do Fall Fest here. I really like it. And, and that's why one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it. And we're gearing up for it now here at Saxe's Church. And so, you know, it's kind of an exciting thing. Um, have you been in churches before? And maybe some of our listeners are in churches like that, that... They just hate Halloween. They believe it's devil worship. Is that sort of what do you what do what's your what do you come down on Halloween? Me? Yeah. Um. Well, there is okay. So there is an element in our culture of Mm -hmm. it being slightly evil, dark, dark, dark. Mm -hmm. And evil's too too strong a word. It darker. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then some people obviously take it to crazy extremes. Right. The, The. you know, the darkness side of mm-hmm. it. So I, I, for those who would look at it from the surface and go, ooh, yeah, I don't like that. I get it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it. but am I anti-Halloween? No. I mean, our kids, we, we don't trick-or-treat um, just because that's not really a cultural thing anymore. There's just not a whole lot of trick-or-treaters. We take them to our fall fest at the church, and that that's how yeah. we celebrate it. We, uh, you know, I've always said this, and it raises to my – I'm not doing it to be provocative at all. Halloween is my favorite sort of big – holiday thing um well, i even hate it would be i hate calling it holiday because jesus's know, birthday nah the resurrection day. nah but devil's it's course right it's gonna, right it's gonna be josh's favorite now easter is my favorite as far as like liturgical type of things but as far as family hangout holiday things um and this happened when i was on staff at a very events driven church that just killed christmas for me um, and you know, <laughs> some people, are, it killed it. Church killed Christmas for me because, you know, from 
the week after Thanksgiving till New Year's, I just didn't see my family because we were doing so many events and they were all in the name of Jesus's birthday. And then you have this excess in our culture where everybody spends more, gets credit card debt in the name of Jesus's birthday. So there's just something very uh, mocking, I believe, about most of the way that Christmas is celebrated. So um, I've warmed up to it quite a bit. I do love Jesus and his birth and his I'm incarnation. I'm glad to hear that, Josh. I was kind of wondering. I do. I do. It's just all of that like fake Christianity that's hidden under the excess that just really drives me crazy. Now, with Halloween, really, the majority of the celebration is very low-key. You just throw on some sort of costume or not, and it's usually like kind of some, <laughs> you, he, some Josh, hero. Josh, I don't. I don't, but my kids do. And we go trick-or-treating and you and you go out and you what trick-or-treating happens for us is we end up at a neighbor's house and we'll talk for 20 minutes and we're hanging out with them and there's a little bit of candy. The kids go in and there's hugs and there's pictures and then you go down to the next house. It's extreme, at least in our culture and around the Dallas area, Christmas equals excess and nobody can deny that. Nobody can even pretend like that's not what's going on at Christmas. Halloween or some sort of version of it, really equals community, cool cool temperatures. It's just a different feel. And so if you just stand back, if you were just blind and you dropped in and you did not know anything about the origins of either of them, I think most people would say, yeah, this one is a little bit more communal. It's a little bit more relational. So that's all I'm saying. Do I love celebrating you know, the souls of dead people who have risen? No, and I don't believe in that, but I do believe in Jesus. And so um, and since I've been a pastor, Christmas has gotten a lot better because I have some control over not killing our staff around the Christmas season. So anyways, we're talking about Fall Fest, which is neither of those things. Are you one of those that does the whole Reformation Day thing? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't either. I mean, I share. And all, let me I've tell told you, my I, kids about it, and it's cool. It's neat. But And, and in terms of being Protestant, just mm-hmm. for our listeners, I'm all about the Reformation. Yeah. I'm all about the Reformation. But Amen. it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird <laughs> when everyone's talking Halloween and you're talking Reformation Day. It's, it's a, just a little strange. It's a little. It's a little. It's a little bubblish, you know. Um, so you know you want to dress up as Martin Luther this year. Man, I've got the hair. I can do it. I can. I. I just got to get like a wig or something, tape it around the sides. You, oh my goodness, you could pull it off. I could, but I'd have you to shave. I'm not gonna do it. Um, so, Fall Fest. I'll just tell you how we do it and why I'm such a big fan of it. Like I said, it's all about the cooler temps and the community aspect of it. So I love that. When, we don't know what that's like in Florida. Cooler temps. In cooler temps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when when I came here, we had a fall festival sort of thing, like a lot of churches did and or do, and it was on campus. We spent a couple thousand dollars, and for us, a smaller church, that was a lot of money. I, I want to say at times it got up to $5,000, something like this. And we could expect somewhere in the ballpark of 300 people. Now, that was um, just because of a couple of factors. We're kind of off the beaten path. We're back in the back. We were we were running 100 at that time, so 300 is decent. That's and, um, yeah, and, and we're in an area in which the church events, the church fall fest, if you want to call this, they, they are over the top. You're talking about the, the largest churches in America. Many of them are right around here, and they are extreme events. And so – 
you know, your little run-of-the-mill Fall Fest over here just... They have, like, the Blue Angels flying over and stuff in like the, that. Yeah, and roller coasters and, I mean, just <laughs> live animals and... Like, just, even the county fair can't live up to this church's Fall it, Fest. They're 100%. That's the truth around here. And so, um, you know, that's cool. And uh, that's kind of how it went, but... What we did was we just went down to the city. The city had a fall fest. Actually, the chamber puts it on. And we went and talked to the chamber and asked them if we could be a part of it. And, and their response was, well, um, we need you, somebody uh, to... What did you just say? Well... <laughs> what is that word? <laughs> it's three words. It means, let me think about it. So they said, well, the um, we need somebody to kind of man the children's zone. They had this children's zone, and we took it over. And so we put volunteers out there. They told us we could hand out stuff. We handed out stuff. We we all got T-shirts. It ended up costing us, I don't know, like 200 bucks. And that Fall Fest, though, brings in twelve to 14,000 guests. And so they run through. Now, it's not on our property, but our exposure was far, far greater. And we got to be a part of something. That over time has developed into this huge thing where we are now again spending a couple thousand, five, six thousand dollars. But again, you're talking about 14,000 people. We are a staple. We're the biggest section. We pay for all of the bounce houses. We do it all completely free. Before it was like little tickets you had to buy. We just pay that to the. I went to the chamber and said, How much do you make on these kind of kid games? And they said, About $1,500. So I said, next year, we will pay the $1,500, and then everybody just goes for free. And so that was a big thing where we have really taken an effort that we all do. We've invited other smaller churches in, and so there'll be three or four of us churches there. We've even invited the one of the local um, Christian radio stations. They'll come out, set up their speakers, and broadcast live from the Saxe, you know, Fall Fest at the Saxe's Church, you know, Kids Zone all that sort of stuff. We're on the t-shirts that the, the chamber produces, the maps, everything is a big deal because we've provided something that was a real headache for them, but we've value added their event at the same time, of course. You can see why that would be a big deal for us. So that's the way we do it. How, what's your guys' approach? Everything we do filters through our vision of being a neighborhood church for the nations. So this is very much on the neighborhood side. Cool. Um, we, it's it's geared. I mean, we're not trying to draw in thousands. Sure. Nothing we do. Nothing we do is big event at West Bradenton. Mm. We're we're always. And I'm not against big events. It's just we're a neighborhood church, and our campus is crammed into a city. We we if we wanted six thousand people on our campus, we couldn't accommodate it. Right. So we um, we do this for the neighborhood. It's basically for people that could walk, or it's a you know quick drive um, to to the church, and it's something that we we ask our people, hey, and bring bring your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything we do also wants to have kind of a gospel uh, opportunity. Um, so we um, we and we have the typical stuff: games, activities, bouncy houses, you know, right. That, Tens of thousands of pieces of candy for these kids, you know, we, yeah. just just like every other church. Um, one of the things that we do intentionally, though, is we have a Bible character scavenger hunt. So uh, I dress up. We have four or five people that dress up as certain Bible characters, hmm. and you get a big prize and a dr- you get put into a drawing for like a I don't know a video game console or something. If you can go find all the Bible characters, what character were you? 
Oh, who was I last year? I was uh, I was the blind beggar, uh, the the lame man who got healed. Who's uh, um, what does that cost you? What are you just like sitting there? <laughs> no, it was post healing. Okay, I'm okay. Not just laying down on the ground. It was after I got. Are you healed. hanging from the roof? No, like you're I just told on the mat. Come on. Now. <laughs> I told the story of how I got healed, and my right. friends dropped me through the roof. Oh, and cool. G- Jesus was there, and he told me to get up and walk. Yeah, anyway, so we do that. Now, here's the thing. Every one of those Bible characters tells the gospel. Right. And shares the gospel with children. Cool. Um, so they're all sitting around hearing the story, and, you know, you're at 10, 20 at a time, you're telling the story to kids as they think they're going through the scavenger hunt trying to get into this drawing for a big prize. Um, and and it's just an opportunity for us to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, the parents are all standing behind them. you got 20 parents behind you. They're Listening. hearing the gospel, too. Right. Um, so we're, we do the big event as big as we can do it, you know, for a neighborhood. Um, and, you know, we'll have, oh, goodness, throughout the night we'll have a 1,000 people that, sh- that show up. You know? That's cool. You know, th- they all filter in. We do it over, like, four hours, so they're filtering in and out. Here's what I know. Here's something that's cool, and you kind of mentioned it there. Your neighborhood church, you're focused on that neighborhood. We have always been focused on a community primarily because the neighborhood we're – nestled into is extremely large lots so like you're talking about like 10 acre lots and so if we reached our whole neighborhood you're talking about like 20 families that's it um so um we have to we're in the city so we're in right lots you know in florida if you get like 0.15 acre of a lot you're 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 living the high life man right in texas you're like postage damn so the you're, you're focused more on your neighborhood which i think is a great approach it fits into either your both your location and your mission we're focused more on a community whereas he's not on the show today but i'm thinking just knowing what i know about um brainerd uh micah's church would be more of a regional situation where they can kind of um do something that would attract those those regional areas which all three approaches is fine all of them are good just depends on your strengths weaknesses location supplies those sort of things i think we, since mike is not good. here we should just make something up for our listeners what they do here's, here's what brainer does man i couldn't even start they're, they're so chattanooga they'd probably like climb a rock or or you know look at a river or something that's well, we what we know they mike like is not climbing any rocks because his back is <laughs> we're gonna get in trouble he's gonna censor us well, no, well i would tell our listeners to pray for him but but this will this this episode's gonna air in like Five weeks. Five so. weeks from now, so he's probably fine. Yeah, so he's guys, probably you, fine. If he's still laid up in bed, I mean that that's going to be a big problem. That's for him, sad. Like yeah. five weeks down the road. So I'm sure they do outdoorsy stuff. They have a rock wall climbing thing in their church, Micah which is doesn't cool. Strike me as the outdoorsy kind of guy. No, he is, man. He's always in that like you know, what do you call it? Hammock. I don't, I, <laughs> what do you call it? I don't understand those folks at all. They go out and they sit in a tree. That's like this hammock thing. I kind of see why it's fun, and they do it like communally. That's kind of fun. But for me, a hammock needs to be like wide and in the backyard, and I'm taking see, I'm a, a city, nap. I'm all, I'm all city. I'm a city boy, but I do I do like a good hike. I don't, I don't mind camping. I don't really want to talk if I'm in a hammock. That's my point. Like you I'm not I'm not doing that for community time. I'm doing that. You to know sleep. where you know where uh, my wife likes to camp? The beach. Disney. <laughs> they actually have a campground there. Disney sounds horrible to me. There's I a won't, lot. I won't get into it. Of course, I could because she, she. You know, you know how many episodes of ESD my wife has listened to. How about this? How many episodes has 
all three of our wives listen to in total. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a big zero. Totally a zero. <laughs> Aaron Rayner has uh, listened to all of zero ESD podcasts. That's right. Jackie has listened to zero. I could tell her right now we are talking about her. She's still not going to listen to this episode. And, and listen, your your wife is a way better person than you because she loves baseball. <laughs> She's baseball. I know, I know we just recently had a little Twitter war about that, but... <laughs> Man, I, I, I got to give props to your wife. I had mad respect for her before, but now she went on Twitter and publicly chastised. She, she, I said, so you think I was, I walked around the corner, right? I said, so you think you're cool, right? You and my friend, y'all miss and you make fun of me about the baseball stuff. And she's like, I'm just putting you in your place. And I was like, well, okay. I love it. I love it. The baseball tell stuff. Her, tell her, tell her she's awesome. <laughs> that's my noise for baseball <laughs> football's back it's football season so we don't talk about football during baseball season y'all can't talk about baseball during football season so let's give our listeners just a quick rundown of some takeaways about about fall fest right um at the top of the list i would say whatever you do whether it's big small regional neighborhood focused you you know whether it's your big event of the year or whether you downplay it um I would say make sure that somehow, some way, you build into the event some way to share the gospel. Somehow, some way. And we didn't didn't share that how we do it. So we train, part of the prep for Fall Fest is gospel training, is evangelism training. And so last time we did the three circles. And when we're recruiting volunteers, so we'll have like eight bounce houses, and they're huge. And we'll have two-hour shifts, and so we need two people at the front of the bounce house, two people at the end of it. We'll put a couple students at the top of the slide to make sure the kids keep going, you know, and don't just sit up there. One of the positions we train each shift or train and recruit are um, gospel presenter, evangelism. And so they'll be walking around, and as the parents are standing there waiting for their kid to go through, and they'll, they'll spend 10, 15 minutes in there this person strikes up a conversation and shares the gospel. So that's the way that we do it, and um, it's just a direct approach. I, I thought we should share that since. But yeah. you're exactly right, and I love the way you're doing it. You're putting it into narrative style that's really geared towards the kids. We're going more after the parents, but you are hitting the parents as well. So both are fantastic opportunities. Most of these parents have never heard these stories. Right. So they see it acted out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I'd say is make sure that there's a way for people to get information about your church. Absolutely. They're going to be on your campus. Mm-hmm. Maybe the and we open up our bathrooms too, so they can actually get into the building. We have it kind of locked locked off, so they can't you know just wander the whole building. But right. Um, so we do have our bathrooms open. And we have ways people can get information about the church. Cool. And, um, you, you know, and our people are ready to just hand that kind of stuff out. Um, we'll also uh, the other thing that we that we don't require we don't require you register to come into the event. That's always been a big annoyance of mine. Hmm. But. Um, if you register, there's a big prize. So for everyone right. that, that registers at the event, you get thrown into this pot, you know, for whatever. We're going to draw your name out of a hat. and We essentially every- do a, um, like a trick-or-treat bag. Like we're giving the kids nice bags that have our logo on it and our churches. And then there's a handful of candy, like a big old handful of candy in there. In there has the info to our church, the Vietnamese church, uh, Vibrant Life, which is another partner of ours. And uh, we put all of that in that bag. And um, so everybody that walks by, so we'll even have families that walk by. They won't necessarily come in. Maybe they have teenage children or it's just, you know, an empty nest. We still hand them one of these bags. 
And so all over our huge city's Fall Fest, you see these bright green. We always do a bright color, bright green or bright orange. You'll see these bags and balloons. We'll do balloons as well. And uh, so that's how we get that information out. How Do you all have a card or and is it for everybody that walks in or how do you do it? Yeah, um, we we uh, we have cards and, and that can information back cool. as well. I mean, and nothing nothing too spectacular. And, and uh, you, I would and I would love to say that you know we see all this fruit. You know, the next week we've got fifty extra people there. It doesn't quite work that way. No, not um, us neither. And what I've seen is just over years when you start talking to somebody. So how did you hear about our church? And they're they're joining at that point, you know, and they'll say. Oh, like three years ago, we got one of your candy bags at Fall Fest. And so that's that's a big deal for us. So I guess both of us are in the pro something at Halloween camp. Yeah, and I think, you know, I'd be interested to hear somebody talking. I guess I already know the argument is, uh, you know, it, it supports devil worship. I know that, I mean, that might be a little hyperbolic, but I think that that's essentially the, the argument of not being mm-hmm. involved and, and, in it. And, and for those who are in that camp i do have some sympathies there um, yeah j- just because it, it it is a darker our culture has made it something darker and it is a, a little strange but you know i guess we could make the old argument that's a bit uh tired if we redeem halloween right um but but i think there is something for churches doing and and this week okay so this uh this year as you prepare for fall fest it's on a wednesday night so that's just going to work right into the typical church scheduling. Or, or it makes it complicated for churches. If you're not going to be a part of it. Well, I mean, for some churches, it may be that they've got a group of people that say, we are not canceling Wednesday night services mm-hmm. for some sort of fall fest. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I, it, or it could be for us, it makes it easier because our church isn't going to mind. But for other churches, it may be more difficult. You know, something we've done in the past, because Fall Fest isn't often, it's almost never on Halloween, uh, the actual day. For us, we buy, when we're, when we're printing out those materials for the, in, the bags, the goodie bags that we're going to give out at Fall Fest, we will print out several thousand more. And then as we collect, we, we always get way, way more candy than we need. And that's why I said a minute ago, it's a huge handful. We still have excessive candy left over. So we will um, we will encourage our members. We'll say, look, if you need candy to pass out at, at Halloween evening, take a stack of these cards and we'll put them in stacks of like 50. Take a stack of cards and the candy. And that way, when the kid comes by, we always kind of coach them through. And so the way we coach our church to do is Get some lawn chairs and things. Go sit out at your curve. Get some, you know, your lights on and then put a big old bag of candy there. Let them take as much as they want. We have plenty. If you need more, I'll bring some over to you. And then we um, we tell them to take a ton of candy, but then give one of these cards to the parents. And so that's, that's one of the ways that we just, you know, it's kind of like door to door, but you're just flipping it around where everybody comes to your door and you hand out these, um, these uh, cards. Another thing that we try to emphasize is we'll have a small group hang out at one home. They'll all go to one home and just kind of have a little kind of like party. It's it's on the patio and lights are going, a little bit of music. Kids are standing around having fun, running, parents are talking. It sucks in more neighbors. More neighbors end up talking and meeting and getting the information. So I get 
totally get. Don't ever want to be in support of like the Day of the Dead or, you know, that sort of ancestor worship or those sort of things. But your community is outside walking around, coming up to doors. I think it's best to leverage that towards um, at least exposure, if not totally do gospel presentations. And so um, that's just kind of the way that we've coached people. We do a both-and approach. On Wednesday nights, we probably would cancel uh, Wednesday yeah, night services. Yeah, and we, we always that. do Fall Fest on Halloween. Okay. The, the day, October 31st, whatever day it falls. So for us, it's very intentional. We know our community is going to be out walking around. So we we very intentionally just, just do everything on that day. Hey, all this talk about candy. <laughs> Two things. One, have you ever read the Amazon reviews about the sugar-free gummy bears? No. I didn't know this was a thing. Okay, so... I'm going to pull it you up while you're and, talking. And all of our listeners need to go Google that or go to Amazon and and read the reviews of the sugar-free gummy bears. Okay. Is it just it, it, brutal? Oh, you will you will cry. You will laugh so hard. Like a keto diet? I was talking I to my... Know, I don't even know what that is. I know. This morning I was asking my wife what keto is because it seems like it's just like you start... You just Instagram your meal. Like I don't know exactly what the diet is, but it seems like you just Instagram your meal and that's that's what they're calling the keto diet. Dude, I, I grew up on TV dinners. I grew up poor. I still eat canned ravioli just r- right out of the can. I mean, I don't even heat it up. So I, I, this this fancy stuff, I, I I don't I just don't I don't know that world. I'm sure it's good. I, I'm sure it's good. But I just don't know. That I world. doubt it. It's 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 got um diet in the name, so I don't I don't think it's good at all. So um, you said so first thing, be first intentional, thing. and then the other thing. Oh, you had two things, not two the, things. What's that? So, so go read the sugar-free gummy bear reviews on Amazon. Okay. Two. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Halloween candy? Man. Um, and our listeners should when you when we get to this episode, they should they should tweet us and let us tweet us. Tweet us your favorite. I'm going to go with Reese's. They always, um, Reese's Pieces. They always do that. They, they're really big into the Halloween advertising and okay. stuff because they're orange and yellow and stuff. Um, but, that's, yeah. That's a good one. That's I love one. me some Reese's, man. I, I'm, I'm candy corn all the way. Give me some autumn mix. I can eat bags of it. Bags I, of it at a time. No, I can. I like it. I enjoy it. But I need, you know, I'll, I'll stop at like four pieces because it's just, it's too sweet Four for me. pieces, man. You're just getting going with candy corn. Man, that's just candy corn. But I'll eat a bag and a half of those Reese's Pieces until I'm sick. But I'll do it. Hey, wait, real quick. Um, make it intentional. Work into the, the style of your church, the, the setting. Like we talked about community, regional, neighborhood, those sort of things. Share the gospel and... Um, yeah, I think get, those are some good things to think through. Get and, as many people involved as you can. This is a great opportunity for cross-generational ministry. It's huge. And um, don't work. This is one of those areas where I would just encourage you. This is not the place to work against culture. You're just not going to win. It, it you, just, you really won't. You're exactly right about it's that. It's like um, Cowboys are playing in Dallas, but we're still going to have that prayer meeting. It's, it's okay. I mean, you can do it. But you work against culture sometimes. It's just to your own detriment. It doesn't actually help anything. So... Work in the flow of culture to reach people for gospel. So that's all the time we have for EST today. Hope your Fall Fest is fantastic. And make sure that you find us on Twitter at EST Church and uh, let us know your favorite Halloween candy. It's only mid-September, but still like to hear it. Talk to you later. You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening. 
Support for EST is sponsored by Pastor Talk by Lifeway. Join host Marty Dern as he interviews pastors, professors, authors, and other ministry practitioners. Pastor Talk gives you tools and encouragement to shepherd your flock well. Subscribe to Pastor Talk in iTunes or your favorite podcatcher or listen online at lifewaypastors.com.